what's cracking everybody money smart guy matt Zapala here healing to you from dallas texas and another episode here with the millionaire goals podcast episode 18 baby and joining me in the studio today is my co-host milton alvarez my man baby my friend my personal trainer my road dog and on today's show we're gonna first of all we're gonna make a reaction to something that has shocked the world we'll get into that in a second uh what to know before marrying someone with kids the rising cost of child care, dangers of child support court. And the new interview we've got released, we're here with Ed Slot, CPA, who's a speaker at our last event in February, considered America's IRA expert by the Wall Street Journal. So if you're planning for retirement, you're planning for your finances, and you're figuring out 401k, Roth IRA, life insurance, annuities, et cetera, et cetera, his series and his interview will help give you some insight on how to best prepare yourself for your financial future. So uh, let's get into it, man. So uh, Jordan, if you wouldn't mind sharing my screen, uh, my CEO founder of PHP Agency, who I directly report to at PHP Agency, made an offer to Tucker Carlson, as many of you may or may not know. He got fired from Fox News yesterday, basically the number one player for Fox News, got fired a couple weeks ago by Fox News. In response to this, our CEO, Patrick David, host of Valuetainment, my personal mentor for the last eight years, offered him $100 million. $100 million over a five-year period, uh, a president of Valuetainment position, board seat of Valuetainment, and willing to invest, even on Megyn Kelly's show yesterday, willing to invest money into his, docu his documentaries and production costs so Tucker Carlson's voice research can be heard across the world. Because many of you may not know, Patrick but David is a flag carrier and a voice for entrepreneurship, for capitalism, for America. So by the way, Milton, I, I just got done through surgery yesterday and I was recovering. I was on Volume. Yeah. I was recovering uh, from, from, by the way, it's my second week of eye surgery. Finally done, now in full recovery period. But you sent me that text. Yeah. What were your thoughts when you sent it to me? What a way to capitalize on a, on a great opportunity, man. What a way to capitalize. I know there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of other companies who are reaching out, but Patrick's actually the first one who actually made it public. 20 million, 20 million a year and more. And he even, he even said, we're, we're all ears. What more do you want? What more can we do to give you this platform so that way you can have a voice? And I think, um, I mean, I, I'm, I never really got heavily into Fox News. I always thought Fox mm -hmm. News was that channel that you just should completely avoid. But Tucker Carlson always uh, caught my attention. And for that man to be in the position that he's in right now, I feel like he has the world in the palm of his hands with this opportunity. I mean, this is the reason why we start a business. Yeah. This is the reason why we take financial literacy and financial education seriously because uh, some of y'all may not know Patrick, but Dave, I've known him for the last eight years. Every day we've had a conversation. Every week we've had mentorship calls. I've got him exposed to my guys. I've got him exposed to people I'm coaching and mentoring. Uh, one of our guys that, that get exposed uh, through the company, through uh, Diana Joe, is a co-founder of the company, through Andrew Gaines. By the way, shout out to Andrew Gaines, a former college pastor. His exposure and access to Patrick by David within our uh, insurance organization. Now he's crossed over $750,000 of cash flow. We recognized John Mason last week for crossing over a million dollars of cash flow because of the direct mentorship and guidance through Patrick by David. He's made a direct impact on my life in multiple areas of my life, not just finance. It's personal development, it's leadership development, faith, uh, a, a, a mentorship in, in leading people. So it's so weird to know that you have a mentor that can mentor you in multiple categories. And uh, even though he sold uh, PHP last year to Integrity Marketing Group last June, mm. um, he's taken that by was it was multiple, multiple, multiple eight figures, and to see him reinvest. 100 million of that into attracting talent that just shows you how much our CEO is not wired by money or title or plateau or, or power. It's about purpose. And so if you're out there, you say, oh, I want, I want to make an impact. My encouragement to you is to think bigger. You know, oftentimes, uh, Milton, we get people saying, you know what? I'm, I'm missing out on the weekends, man. I'm missing out on my kids this, my family this, and missing out on, on certain things I used to do. But you know, now that I've stepped out into entrepreneurship, I'm finding myself, I've got, it's like I've got to sacrifice my family. I've got to sacrifice these things on evenings and weekends that I normally did. And our question to them is, listen, were you happy where you were financially speaking last year, the year before, the year before that? Why are you allowing your friends and family to cause you to think so small, to, 
to cause you to get back down to where you were thinking at instead of investing yourself to think a little bit bigger because temporary sacrifice and doing the right things and executing on the right things can lead to permanent happiness where imagine now instead of you were, oh, you know, I'm missing out on some soccer games. I'm missing out on mm-hmm. some baseball games, football games. What about you now having your kid being taught by a professional athlete the actual skills? I mean, who's better to teach your kids the professional development of the game? Your high school coach, you? Or about hiring a professional football player to teach your kids? How about hiring a professional basketball player to yeah. teach your kids? How about a hockey player, baseball player, 500 bucks an hour to teach your kids and, and how to do that? What would it mean for you if you didn't have to fold the clothes and change your oil and mow the lawn or, or, or clean the house instead of investing that same time with your family, doing big things and talking about what your values and principles are of your family because you're not doing the day-to-day operations, you're investing and creating jobs. So think bigger. And so Milton, you're, you, thought, you thought bigger than a lot of people that you grew up with and now that you're being recruited around the world, you're constantly on a plane to help people with their personal fitness. Well, I mean, what has that journey? I mean. This is why Patrick makes a $100 million off. People think he made his money through oil. So many rumors about Patrick with David and how he made his money. No, he made his money because he thought bigger than everybody else, and he didn't stop. He wasn't bought. It wasn't about a milestone. It wasn't about cash flow, cash out. It was about vision. It was about purpose, and the vision's real. How about yourself? Your thoughts on, on, on you stepping out and doing something big? Well, I will say... It might be my, it might be my heritage. It might be my in my blood, but I actually like cutting my own lawn. I actually like doing if that. If it's therapeutic, you, you know what? Yeah. I for, but you know, in 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 the, in the perspective that you're speaking on, 100, I completely agree. Um, if if you're able to outsource and reinvest back into your business, that way you can create time when it comes into the long haul. Because one of the things that I was consistently on, Matt, I was working by the hour, by the hour, by the hour, by the hour, and all the money that I would get, I would utilize that money just. For an experience on the weekend or to take my girlfriend out or to do something that was just going to give me temporary pleasure yeah. and i always noticed that at the end of the day at the end of the week at the end of the month i was consistently broke all the freaking time until i started reinvesting back into myself back into my business i started seeing the fruit of that yeah. and then that's when my business started taking off where again as you said you know nationwide people are flying me out to work with their gyms with their trainers help them scale their business and yeah. so on and so forth but whenever i go back home to chicago i you know Go to my family's home and whip out that lawnmower. Yeah, my Mexican music on my, my headphones. <laughs> and, yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> for, for those of you that want change, you want change in your yeah. life, you want change in your school system, you want change in your community, make some daggone money. Because now you can reinvest that and swing things around because money can help you. Mm-hmm. As much as many people think that money will hurt you, the opposite is true. Money can greatly and significantly help you if your character, your spirit is from a good place. Yes, money will expose the best and also the worst in people. And that's why prayer and hope is that you have your vertical relationship right, that you have, that's why it's called faith made millionaire, that we don't have what we have today without faith. It's not about, it's not about fake it till you made it, it's faith it till you make it, not fake it till you make it, faith it until you make it. So uh, now, with that being said, let's talk about the flip side. Sometimes money spent wrong and with the wrong disposition can get you into a lot of trouble. So uh, we're going to react to some videos here real quick. Now, Full disclosure, when we do reactions to videos, I individually, Milton might have, but I individually haven't watched these videos. Yeah. So you'll see a pure reaction coming from me based on how we view these videos. And the first video we're going to take a look at is, what do we have first on the queue? Uh, we got uh, uh, actor and singer Tyrese ordered to pay $636,000 in child support Damn. and ex-wife's lawyer's fees. So... All right, let's take a look at this. And we also were hoping to accomplish sharing, shedding light on Samantha Gibson making well over 100000 a year outside of what I make per year. And the necessary needs of the actual child are beyond met. Oh, I understand. And you're aware that if you pay these amounts and then the Court of Appeals reverses it, you don't get your money back. I am well aware of that. Do you want the court to consider um, you paying it into a a bond so that in the event, whatever the court rules, no one one is prejudiced? 
I, I would I would want to know more about what this means as far as a bond, but if I could position myself to show any intentionality to to do that, if that's the final, final outcome, then I'll take care. But doing something that is beyond the scope of the law, it feels like punishment. It feels like it's, it's just unnecessary. And if the roles were reversed, I just really feel like I wouldn't be sitting here. That's right. Let's stop right there. It, it, would, be, it would be different if the roles were reversed. This is the reason why. This is the reason why. Okay, a couple things come, come across. Number one, this is the reason why men and women today are fearing getting married, let alone having kids. Because legal system. I would think more men are afraid than women. Okay? You, so that's you. That's me. That's you. You're afraid 100%. that if you get married, you have kids, and things don't go right, 100%. that you're, 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 I'm you're, screwed. you're, yeah, exactly. I'm screwed. Okay. So that's one fear. The second fear is if you do have to go through that situation, is the money really going to child support? Because, I mean, $636,000 for a child. I mean, if you put your, a, a kid through to private school, you know, uh, the best things in life, ballet, cheerleading, sports, whatever kid, whatever young lady does, or his sons, I don't know if he have a mix of boys and girls, but either way, basketball, baseball, things that little, little boys do, little girls do, you invest in that. Does it really add up to $636,000? Is it really going to child support? And that, that's, a, that's a big danger. I mean, what, what you, voice your thoughts on, your, on, on that fear factor of yours. Coming from, coming from a household and from both sides of the family where divorce is an actual thing for the past three or four generations, every single one of my, and sorry, you guys are watching, but every single one of my sisters have been divorced. My mom's been divorced. Aunts, uncles have been divorced. Best friends have been just recently went through a divorce. Mm. Every single human being that I've encountered and encountered that's within my circle has been divorced. So that doesn't paint a pretty picture on no. you know you know what marriage truly is. I have to literally go out of my way and look for people who yep. actually have successful marriages, you know, well in in the eyes of whatever they're trying to accomplish within what a marriage is. Yep. Um, but every single time that I've seen someone go through divorce, even my own parents, it was a man that was getting screwed over. The state backed up the woman, and although you know my needs were being met, the lawyers and it, it, and in my case, it wasn't even my mom because I was I was I was old enough to understand what was going on. It was the lawyers pushing the woman, hey. You can ask for more. You can ask for mm -hmm. more. You can ask for more, and then that will elongate the process of having to go into court, out of court, into court, out of court, and the lawyer's fees would just stack up, stack up, stack up, stack up, stack yeah. up, and then the lawyers going to make more money as well. One hundred percent. Of course they do. They're the ones that win. So there's three types of people that go through a divorce. Number one, the divorce is amicable. You know, and, and the, the mom and dad. You know, okay, the things didn't work out. Okay, let's do what's best for the kids. For the kids. Okay. Exactly. You move along. You take your L, and and the least expensive route. Yeah, your heart's broken, but at least you're doing what's best for the kids. Tension, of course, but at least it's amicable. Yeah. Best best route. Okay, least expensive. Second one. There's now there's disagreements. I don't think you should have this. I don't think you should have. Bah, 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 bah. Now there's a negotiation process that will extend you in court. And and unless the other person, the other party agrees to it, now there's pride. Ego, you broke up on me. I'm gonna take. I'm, I'm gonna now hurt you with the legal system. And that could be now you can have be in a position where you have to hire an attorney for the kids too as well because mm -hmm. now you have parties being uh, torn and a representative now has to hire has to be hired to represent your children too as yeah. well. So you got to pay that attorney, yeah. and then your own attorney you got to pay for your attorney. And so it becomes you know becomes very animalistic uh, in that regard. The third one is manipulative and vindictive where the only winners in this situation, even more so, are the lawyers in a court system, TMZ. They went through this. Yeah. And so wh wh why are we talking about this? You know, when I was in the Marine Corps, they said, hey, man, you want to get STDs? Make sure you wrap it up. Right? Like, what are you talking about? STDs, because we're leaving for, for you know, we're, going to, we're deploying across the world. And, you know, they, they, they know what 18, 19, 20-year-old 20, 20 soldiers and Marines, Navy SEALs will do across the world. Um, anyway, they gave us a safety briefing. And so we saw the results of syphilis. We saw the results of gonorrhea. We saw the results that we saw the results of AIDS, and you know, right? Which made which made me think like, listen, bro, I don't want to even get involved. Man, forget wrapping it up. I don't even want to get involved, man. I don't want to be exposed to that type of stuff and bring that risk back home. Certain people didn't care. I cared. One thousand percent. And so, 
And so they say, listen, statistically speaking, at least one or two guys are coming back from the ship leaving Thailand. One or two guys six months later is going to be contracted with, with AIDS and then uh, HIV and then AIDS. And so I said, man, I, don't even want, I want to be out of that statistic. So the reason why we're sharing this stuff with you is to have you, not to, to, to divide relationships, but just have you be aware of what goes on if you sleep with the wrong person. It's not built on godly values and principles and see what happens to you in court. And see Tyrese, I mean, I was listening to his music when I was, when I was coming up and his, his, his movies. And not just to see that guy in court, a shell of a man that's on court. Yeah. Does he see the way he's speaking? Yeah. His body language is off, I mean, he's just, he just slunched over. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's not Tyrese. You know, wrong, wrong relationship. So, you know, not, not being in a relationship, but just be aware. That's all, that's, that's all we're saying. Uh, next video. Father almost $150,000 behind in child support says he's now almost, almost homeless. Let's take a, take a look at this. Okay. If your mother would have complied to the request that I made for a DNA test, I would have been there. You would have never had to hurt for nothing. Never wanted for anything. I want to answer to that. No one ever asked me for a DNA You're a liar. I've requested from the courts. I've requested for 23 years. I've been fighting this, Teresa. with any request whatsoever. You are a liar. I've got the proof. The judge has a proof where I've requested. And let me be clear. You have been responsible for child support, Mr. Dennis, all these years. I have been homeless because of it. Mr. Dennis, you say you have been denied by courts the dna test that you've needed yes ma'am for, for 23 something years. years yes ma'am you have been homeless i have been homeless because, because of, I can't of pay, the child can't support pay my bills because my checks have been garnished 66 and a third percent of my check oh my god okay, i can't right pay there. rent there it is we can, we can continue on this again this is it if if <laughs> you think you think you can get away, get away with not paying child support guess what happens the court orders your employer to garnish your wages and if you're making x amount of dollars and you get a garnishment of your wages and it's th- only 33 percent of what you're expecting to get in this case the guy's homeless he's living out of his car and he's putting and think about what's doing to a man he's been stripped of his dignity he's been stripped stripped of his ability to provide for himself let alone for anybody else he's been stripped of his purpose of his job as a career and his work what's it all for it's for nothing because he made the wrong choice 20 years into making so so it's not a white thing it's not a black thing it's a brown thing asian thing it's a humanity thing thoughts then you wonder why men who are going through these processes of, of getting divorced and they're put on you know under ch- uh child support why there's there's a high suicide rate high substance consumption mm-hmm. rate mm-hmm. trying to escape the reality it's hard to really fathom the idea of having to give up 40 percent 50 percent 60 percent of my income when i'm barely making it through especially in this economy that's one of the scariest things and as you were talking a little bit earlier man you know it's it's one thing to catch a disease yeah. and be lied to about it because you, you you can lay down with anyone yep. and you can and nowadays you can catch something just by kissing somebody and no yep. one's going to tell you hey i have this i have that they want they, they want to be they want to be able to be loved and cared for just like everyone else without being judged for a disease. But now laying down with somebody and, you know, having a slip up and now having a kid, obviously, you know, you, 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 you made the bed. Now you have to lay in it, but having to go through that consequence when you're not financially prepared for it either, yep. you know, one moment of, you know, of a passion, of passion and pleasure, passion and pleasure leading you to a life. Orgasm was worth it. A two, two second orgasm for an 18 year problem, problem, stress. Let's flip it. Let's look at it from the wife's perspective, the mother's perspective. Okay, let's. The mother's got the kid. The kids, regardless of what you're going through, guess what? The kid still needs to get fed. Yeah. The kid still needs a home. They need shelter. They need protection. And now, because you didn't have an ability to work it out with the person you had a child with, now you're forced to do this. And the flip side to this guy, he's a man. He's a father. He's fathered this child. Now he's not around. He hasn't been around for 20 years. Now you have a now have a young adult. In the system in in the United States of America, that didn't have a dad or didn't have a mom, and vice versa. Because I, I was a single father of three kids at one point, and, and and the mother said, "You have residential custody." And I remember my son, at nine years old, ten years old, acting like he had a stomachache during the holidays. And what's wrong? He says, "How?" And my son and I we talked about this. How come my mom doesn't want to see me? I got to deal with that now. Yeah, I got to deal with that. And so 
there's there's stress on both sides of it. So even though we're talking about the man's perspective here, the flip side too is a woman out there who has this kid, she's still got to provide. How is she going to do this? Okay, WIC, Section 8 housing, government assistance. Now where does that, now where's your dependency on? If it's not on, on the man, guess who it's dependent on? The government. The government. Wow. So instead of the government building roads and hospitals and better schools, now they're taking care of what citizens should have been taking care of themselves, which is raising their families. Next one, retired veteran received justice. Uh, uh, let's go to the fourth one. Retired veteran received justice after his mother abandoned her child for two years. Let's take a look at this one. And the child has been living with you for the past two years, you say? Two years. So not only am I going to make you pay child support, ma'am, you're going to pay back pay as well. I can't uh, afford that. Guess what? Sell your condo, then you can afford that. So I have your gross based on $35,000 a year at $2,916.67. And you said the uh, health insurance is $400 a month? Yes. That's pretty steep. Based on, well, not that your coverage is not steep, but Ouch. in Texas, we're only allowed to take 9% of her gross. <clears throat> so based on 9%, it'll be $262.50. Well, then start. Can you give me maybe three Okay, let's stop right there. This? So apparently this veteran uh, took care of their autistic son, and sadly the, the, the son passed away. But the, the, the mother of the child went off on her own, had a $5,000 a month condo. What's a $5,000 a month condo? That's equivalent to a $1.75 million type of property. You're paying $5,000 a month, one point two five, based on the interest rate at the time frame that you got it at. It's a million plus property. And so that's, that's a problem I have, man. If there's, there's going to be a breakdown in America, it's here. It's evidence on both sides, just not men, just not women. It's on both sides. We have to do better. If, you, if you're going to have sex and you bring kids into this world, honor that child. Honor that result. And you may not like it. Regret's on you for having a kid with the wrong parent. Regret's on you for having sex with the wrong person. But what you've created now is a human being. And you've got to take responsibility for that. Complete ownership, man. Uh, next one. Makes uh, $200,000 a year, but the retired veteran has to pay child support. She makes 200000 a year, but the retired veteran Pays has to pay child support. And I only made $35,000 a year, and I'm paying child support toward my ex-wife here, and she's making a little over two hundred grand a year. And uh, I just need a little help, because she's not, making, she's not uh, doing child support at all, and um, it's a struggle for me right now. I'm a retired uh, U.S. veteran, and uh, it's just a struggle with my two, my two boys. Do you agree with everything that he's saying? No, I do not. Well, here's the thing, Your Honor. She's always on vacation. She's always gone. So I've had my boys for a uh, little Lies. over seven weeks straight. Wait, she has not seen her kids in seven sir, weeks. Ma'am, sir, when, when I address her, you stop talking. Yes, Your Honor. Ma'am, you see this man right here? He will make sure that you are escorted out of this courtroom. We do not need any more loud outbursts. You understand? Yes, Your Honor, I do. Thank you. Now you may continue, sir. She goes on vacation. She's out of town all the time. I've had my boys for seven weeks straight. She hasn't seen her boys in seven, seven, weeks. seven weeks straight. I'm, re- I'm wrenching there, man. I'm wrenching there. I guess the child's fault. I guess the kid's fault. And here's the thing, too, man. Back to what I was saying before, the third type of person going through a divorce with kids is somebody that's manipulative and vindictive. If you aren't ready to step up and be a parent, you got to be careful because before that, you had sex. Before that, you picked the wrong partner. Before that, you, you're wrong with yourself to allow somebody like that in your life. And so, and by the way, I say this with the most humility and ownership because I've made a lot of mistakes. Now, some of you guys have been looking at, okay, Millionaire Goals podcast. Listen, I've had three kids, two different women. I've got two cases against me because of it. You look in Illinois court, i got two cases against me, completely transparent. i got nothing to hide. All I'm saying is the reason why we're doing this podcast is potentially that through our lives and through our mistakes, you can avoid a lot of mistakes yourself. And thank God for God. And thank God for me finding New Life Covenant Church, Pastor Choco in Humble Park, to help me understand that there's values and principles of which you have sex, pick a, rela- pick a relationship, have sex, have kids, build a family. Uh, otherwise, God's plan in design for family is destroyed. And if you want to destroy America, guess where you start? 
the home. Milton? From the age of seven years old, mom pulled me to the side. I want you to understand. Every single year for my birthday, every single year for my birthday, up until maybe the age of 18, I want you to hear me very clearly. Okay. Listen to me very well. This, this will never leave your mind. Okay. Ready? Yes. Okay. Sex? What sex? Okay. You're seven. I was seven. Okay. From, she started at a very young age. She's very smart. Sex is evil. Sex is bad. The last one. Sex is yucky. You don't do it until you're at least 30. Yes, ma'am. Every single year, every single year, every single year. And I remember my very first experience. I yeah. lost my virginity at 15 years old, sophomore year in high school. What was his name? What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. So this chick, she was actually 18 years old, three years older than me. Good amount of experience, Puerto Rican girl. Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican women scare the living hell out of me. Respectfully to all the Puerto Rican people watching. We had our first encounter. You know, she was the one leading the way. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Never watched porn, never had an encounter, never had, you know, nothing. The only thing I had was my morning wood and experiencing mm -hmm. my, my, my pillows <laughs> upon waking up. Best thing I've ever experienced in my life, right, at age 14, 15 years old. Aside from that, never happened before. She's the one who initiated it. Within literally maybe a second and a half, I was done. Second Same. and a half. Out of the embarrassment, I made sure that my man, my soldier, was erect the entire time, standing strong. So I, I had some manual work so I can stay strong the entire time without her knowing. What that ended up, what ended up happening was six weeks later, she's like, hey, I haven't, I haven't gotten my period. Oh, damn. I haven't gotten my period. I'm like, I don't know what that means. She's like, that means I'm pregnant. I don't believe you. All right, we go to Walgreens. You know, at that time, she's working. I'm already working at a part-time job, Jewel Osco, back in Chicago. Uh -huh. We go. We get one of those little clear blues. We get two of them, right? She's pregnant. Bro. So I'm a sophomore year in high school. Bro. Girl's pregnant. Puerto Rican girl's pregnant. Doesn't matter, Puerto Rican. Just, she's pregnant. We're freaking the fuck out. What do we do? I don't know. I don't know what to do. What's the, what, what do you do in this, this case scenario? I'm in Milton. I just, just want you to know that I just I can't be pregnant right now. I have a lot going for myself. Wow. I have a lot going for myself. My mom's going to kill me. X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. I'm not proud of it, mm -hmm. but what she ended up doing, she ended up getting an abortion. She got an abortion at... At, at, at the age that she was, mm. I was 15-year-old. She went alone. I wasn't present. After that, the conviction just came over wow. me heavily. Wow. Since that day at 15 years old, that's what literally made me stop messing around in a way that was just obnoxious compared to a lot of these 15, 16, 17-year-olds yeah. because you're young, you're hormonal, you have, yeah. you have the opportunity to have sex with whoever you want. My mom telling me that sex is bad, evil, and yucky from the age of seven, and then an 18-year-old woman Messing around with a 15 year old kid from, from Proviso West High School, mm -hmm. laying with me, then getting pregnant, and then telling me, like, if you can't provide for me, I need to get rid of this baby. Yeah. From that point forward, that's when I forced myself to be very disciplined when it came down to sexual wow, activity. Appreciate it. Scared you me straight, story, man. man. Thanks for sharing that story. That's a, that's a deep story, bro. Yeah. It's a deep story. And, uh, huh. You know, when, when, you, when you're looking at sex, it's, it's, a, it's a very dangerous thing. You know, there's a teacher out there right now that's, uh, she went viral for uh, talking about kids aren't ready for social media. Yeah. Because, you know, you do something at least a week later without social media, pre-social media, if you did something stupid, something embarrassing, a week, two later, week, two weeks later, people forgot about it. Social media today, people will live, Facebook memories will keep bringing it up. You know, social media will keep bringing it up. Yeah. And, and in the case of sex, I mean, for those of you watching this, for those of you watching this right now, I'm just curious, for those of you watching this, I mean, when, when is it appropriate, if, there, if, if this teacher's talking about social media is not appropriate for teenagers, when is it appropriate for you to have sex? And sex is such a open conversation right now. Patrick was sharing with us a book that, he, that, that, that at 10 years old, millions of copies have been sold, and it's teaching, it's a public book in public school systems. He was sharing with us a book uh, uh, last Tuesday in our, in, our, in our mentorship call of three ways 10-year-olds can have sex. In this book, in a public school system, right? So, like, by the way, it's it's just not boy girl. It's girl girl and boy boy. And you name of the book? It's called Perfectly Normal. Evil. That's evil. And then you're gonna you have this uh, type of situ uh, situation. Listen, we've always talked about there's different types of warfare. There's tanks against tanks, right? Armies against armies. Air Force, Navy against Air Force. There's a different type of war in this generation. It's bio war which we've all experienced. 
Then there's cyber war. That's why people have viruses and grids get shut down. And there's also now a spiritual, spiritual war, a way to divide human beings. And what's that saying? Ephesians 6.10, armor of God, baby. You got to have your full ar- You got to have your your full armor of God on when you leave the house. And so, uh, yeah. Matter of fact, Wilton, why don't you, you pull up that scripture? Ephesians six ten, armor armor of God. Are right, you ready? Ephesians six ten, all over to twenty. But I'm gonna read maybe the first five. Yep. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then yeah. with the belt of... And then they're going Here we down. go. So, well, here's your equipment. Yeah, here's your equipment. Are you ready for that? Here you go. All right. Stand firm then with the belt of Here. truth. Yep. Buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness, with your feet in the boots of truth and readiness when the gospel of peace. In addition to that, the shield of faith, the sword. Uh, by the way, I'm just, I'm just going off on this. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming oh arrows of the evil and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. No greater time in America than to dive into God's worth and God's truth for you to live your life, your finances, your relationships, your family, the people love and care about, your career, your business, than now. What's the alternative? Ask yourself, what's the alternative? Do me? Do me? Well, Milton was doing him at 15 years old. I was doing me. We didn't like the results at all. And I remember telling myself at 30 years old, it's inside my book, Faith Made Millionaire. I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, thought I was at home, but I was woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning behind the driving, uh, my car driving on the opposite side of the street on Cicero Avenue. A car coming towards me. I veer left, bam, turn to right. I said, at that point, I said, God, I tried it my way for 30 years. Now I'm going to try it your way. And once I said that and God opened up to me and I received Lord Jesus into my heart, the, not, not just from a, because I accepted Christ in Somalia as another area of body armor, mm. but I took off the armor when I went into the world. Yeah. But now I said, listen, Lord, I'm just going to wear the armor completely. I'm going to sleep with it, uh, carry it. And now my life has absolutely changed. Now I'm not going to say it's going to happen to everybody. You know, don't treat God like a transaction. Treat God like a relationship where everything is earned and you, and you progress towards things. But uh, Definitely put God first. Man. Which leads us to the first, next reaction video. Yeah. Putting God first, baby. Amen. Let's, let's do that. Come on. Cool. Put God first. Let's take a look at this. can be rich. Oh, Billy But Graham. if you're without God, what do you have? You have nothing. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy and said, instruct those that are rich in this world's goods not to be proud. Don't fix your hopes on the uncertain things that money can buy. Fix your hope on God. Yes. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Put God first. God will take care of the rest. But if you put money and pleasure and power first, you're going to be deceived. You're going to come up empty. You're going to come up shorthanded. Oh, amen to that, man. You know, acknowledge him. It's Proverbs. Acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. So put God first, man. And this is the world where it's me first. Yeah. Right? It's the me first mentality. I'm first. Me first. I got to do me. And so, yes, you got you to do you, but armed with what? Beginning with the premise of what? What's your thoughts on this uh, uh, Billy Graham clip? I love it, man. I, uh, when I gave my life to Christ in 2011, that's, this is something they put me on to. I came in, listen to this man as much as you can. Him, uh, Miles Monroe, uh, T.D. Jakes, a couple other guys that they, they really pushed, pushed upon me, man, and for, for sure. Um, I, when I first started chasing the, uh, started a business in general or started making money, man, I started chasing that. And that was my idol. That was my God. That was my, my, my main focus. And the chase became so lonely, became so dull, became so empty. And the moment that I genuinely put God first in every single situation, every conversation before every podcast, before yeah. every business deal, before every phone call, every zoom call, before anything that I do and say and act upon yep. the amount of fulfillment the drive, the discernment that you get, the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you on what to say, when to say, how to say it, it's, it's next level. Yep. It's completely next level. I said, I said being a warrior, man, 
said it's you're, you're a warrior for your family, you're a warrior in your home front, you're a warrior in your career, your business. People today, if there's a lack of anything, there's a lack of leadership. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna be a leader, led upon what, inspired by what, following what, values and principles by what. In Proverbs uh, three, five and six, it says five and six. It says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight." And so, every time I've been frustrated in my career, frustrated in my business. Frustrated my finances, frustrated my relationships, frustrated my kids. Sometimes, bro, there's there's times in, in my life where my career ain't right, my business right, there's not the decision I made right. I screw up at the gym, my back is hurting, my kids are mad at me, my wife is mad at me. I'm like, can I get a win today? Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's my win? I'm taking an L. And nobody gives a shit. Right? Because that was that's what we're supposed to do as a man. You nobody gives going. a crap. You gotta keep going. You're Trust in the Lord in all your ways. Acknowledge him, lean not on your own understanding. I'm like, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to learn? And then the flip side is, the flip side is the next day, everything's going great. Or a week later, everything's going great. And so, you know, uh, I'm going to share a little earlier what uh, Ed Slot me told, told me behind stage. But let's go to the next video. Uh, how to become a millionaire, according to Barbara Corkin, one of the sharks on Shark Tank. Let's take a look at what she said. How what would you tell a 20-year-old who wants to become a millionaire? They ask you, Barbara, what's the fastest way to become a millionaire? I'd say take money out of the equation and focus on one thing only. Try to find something you do very, very well. And then practice the hell out of it until you become very, very, very good at it. And then you don't have competition. You're mm -hmm. going to be the top of your heap, whatever that heap is. And money automatically comes with being the top. You know, I was just listening to a TikTok this morning and said, if you just focus 20 minutes a day on a new craft and a new skill, you do it every day, every day, every day, every day for 20 minutes, you're going to be in the top 95% of that category, of that, of that genre, because you're starting to master it. You know, when, when people are in our office and they're coming to our office on Tuesdays and Saturdays, Monday morning phone zones, and closeouts, end of the month, mid-month closeouts, we have, we have a training event next week, uh, May 10th to the, 10th to the 12th right here, 3,000 agents of our agents descending upon Dallas, Texas, and we're going to equip them with skills and how to become a better entrepreneur, how to be a better insurance professional, et cetera, et cetera. If you're constantly investing yourself after 12 months, if you really give it an honest effort, guess what's going to happen? You're going to learn so much more about money, entrepreneurship, capitalism, free enterprise. You're going to have a much more solid opinion about what's going on in the world because you chose to focus on it, for, in this case, for 20 minutes a day. You focused on it for 12 months straight. And, uh, you know, for, for, for my observation of you, Milton, it's like... You know, I joke around with you at the gym because you 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 move around 120 pound dumbbells like it's 25 pounds. I'm like, I'm dogging out at the gym like, <laughs> you're like all right, here's this, bro. You're carrying around like it's 20 pounds, right? And then and then my back's hurting or my knees are hurting or ankles hurting. And he said, adjust this, put this rubber band, <laughs> put yeah. this on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but that's so much better. How, like, how do you know all this stuff? And it's you, but, but before you ran across me, you knew all this stuff because you're. How many years did you dedicate yourself to physical fitness? Uh, to training and understanding like how the body works started in 09 started in 09 and and, and piggyback big, uh, piggybacking off of what she said and by the way thanks that's that's awesome oh bro it's thank, like thank, thank. and by the way you're a fluffy kid when you're, when you're I was growing a fluffy up kid. luckily we don't have any pictures of that we're, we're gonna Here. find some fluffy Eventually. pictures of you bro I'm, Eventually. Gonna... <laughs> those, those were the days that molded me into who i am today but no man um uh Find a skill, find a gift that you have within inside of you. Find that gift that God has given you. Find and find find that thing that you find purposeful and that you're really, really good at or that you feel that you can be good at. Find that one thing and reinvest time, energy, and money in figuring out what skills you need to add to that specific gift, to that specific thing that you're trying to do. For example, in what, in what I do. You know, I took all the trades that I have. You know, clinical massage therapy, the, the physical therapy aspect, the counseling aspect, the, the personal training aspect, the exercise science aspect, and combine that into one thing, into the business aspect. Now, the only thing that I was lacking was business because yeah. I was a great trainer. You know, you know, I was considered one of the top ones in, in, in the Midwest and XYZ, and that was great, but I was making $40,000 well, a year. That's why I chose you. Making $40,000 a year, right? And I, I had no idea how to do business. I had no mm -hmm. idea how to, how to close. I had no idea how to speak to someone. I had no idea how to come up with an irresistible, irresistible offer for all those who you know are in the product or service-based business. And then I had to adequate. I had to come up with new ways, new skills in the business realm, which I was able to learn off of Matt. I was able to learn off of a lot of Patrick's uh, content, other people's content. And then I started implementing that into my business. And that's when my business started growing, 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 growing. But you need to be able to find the skill sets that you need to add into what you're trying to do and invest time, energy, and money into it. And you'll see flourishing from that specific. Yeah. 
Next clip is about Dennis Prager talking about fake it until you, you make, make it. it. I did a lot let's of that. Take a look. <laughs> Me too. Let's take a look at this. Don't feel happy. Fake it. Act happy even if you don't feel it. And I don't mean walking around giggling, jumping up and down, ecstatic. I think you understand what I mean. At least not acting unhappy. How you act is how you feel. But because we live in a very foolish age, the age of feelings, we have it backwards. Act the way you feel instead of feel as a result of the way you act. We have it completely backwards. They have done studies where simply people smiling more, not even acting happy in any other way, has affected their own happiness. Your physiology affects your psychology. The way you move your body, the way you position your posture, the way you position your facial uh, expressions will change the way you think and the way you feel internally. That's a proven yeah. fact. That's science. Yeah. Proven fact. And I'm thinking to myself, the, how many times I've felt good. Listen, man, things are going to happen yeah. your way. You know? Uh, you asked me to, to, hey, Matt, how you feeling? How you feeling? I chose today. Uh, yes, last week you had a 101 degree fever. Yeah, La- last Wednesday I had eye surgery. Yesterday I had eye surgery. I'm not feeling the greatest. Yeah. So feelings is what? Nothing more than a reaction to an external, external uh, stimulus. Mm-hmm. But your attitude, that's what you choose. Yeah. I choose not to feel. I choose to have the right attitude. And smiling, in that example, is an attitude. You're smiling with your heart. You're smiling with your spirits. Your spirit. Now you're smiling with your face, and everybody can feel your spirit. Even though externally everything is going through crap, internally you're smiling because your attitude, cliche, right? Attitude determines your at- attitude. And people want to have company around people that have positive, good, inspiring, thought-provoking, challenging, good challenging type of, type of attitudes. But that, but that definitely also starts on the inside, man. I believe there's three, there's three kinds of lives that people live. There's a public life, there's a private life, and there's a secret life. The public life is what we show to the world. Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube channel, podcast, company, people, anyone who interact with clientele, whatever. Yep. And then we have a private life. Mm-hmm. Things that our families know. Wives, children, moms, dads, best friends. Within that, within that circle. And then we have our secret life. The one that no one enters. The one, that those dark places that we all have as men and women. But mm-hmm. also mainly men, I'm speaking about men right now, that we all have thought, intrusive thoughts, belief systems that we don't expose out of the fear of being judged, out of the fear of being called crazy. Mm-hmm. But in order for you, for us to be able to portray and have that energy that is radiant and that is a tangible, mm-hmm. I guess you can say, field around us and people would want to radiate towards us and gravitate toward, towards our energy, towards our business, towards whoever we are, we need to be able to work on our secret life first. And that yeah. starts with you, with yourself and God Amen. before anything else. Amen to that. Amen. Um, let's go to the last reaction video here. My parenting motto in two words. I'm curious what this is. So I have six kids. You want parenting in two words from a child psychiatrist? Yeah. Firm and kind. Okay. If you just always think about those two words, you're going to be a good parent. Kids need boundaries and they need you to enforce them. But not with anger, not with meanness, not with belittlement, with kindness. And if you just think of the best coach you ever had, they noticed what you did right and they taught you when you needed to do better. Notice what you did right and they taught you. And then think of the worst coaches you ever had and they noticed what you did wrong and belittled you. Yep. You want to be a great parent, firm and kind. Love it. I'm going to tweet that out later today. Firm, firm and, kind. and kind. And quite frankly, I've been the, I've been opposite that man. I've been loose and angry. Yeah. <laughs> I tr- I've tried both ways of parenting. By the way, where's the manual on parenting, man? Please let me know what the manual on parenting is. Like when you have a kid, they said, okay, here's a car seat. You have to have a car seat and here's a manual to properly install this car seat. But where's the manual on actually how to raise the thing that's inside the car seat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you draw on how you grew up with, you draw on what your experience was as a kid. And, uh, you know, me having five kids now, that's that's paying off big time. Um, I, <laughs> I told the kids, I apologize for for um, having sometimes the wrong attitudes with you. Uh, but one thing they, they do say, hey, Poppy, listen, I know it wasn't perfect. The older ones, the 28-year-old and the 22-year-olds, Poppy, I know I'm perfect. But what you, one thing you did give us was an example of how to work hard towards something that you want. 
Yes, you were firm with us. Yeah, you may have been kind. I may not have been kind. I was raised by my dad and I was raised by the Marines, but uh, I didn't have a kindness type of disposition behind me. It was kind of like I, I, lit, I, I lit them up and anybody around them that would cause them to go astray, I'd light them up too as well. So I'm still a work in progress. Kids, your daddy ain't perfect, but I'm just trying to get better every day. So I love you. If you're watching this, I love you. And I'm here for you every step of the way. Yes, I will be firm. Yes, I will be your father first. No, I'm not going to be your friend first. I'm going to be your father first, friend second. Uh, that's my job. It's God's instruction upon me to raise you in the, in the ways of the word. And I'm going to be firm with that. And uh, we're going to be friends secondarily. But it cannot be at the compromise of me not being a leader and being firm in your life. I love you. And I always want the best for you. You have a great purpose and destiny ahead of you. And I'm honored to be able to say, I'm your dad. Milton? Where's the tissue box? That was, that was beautiful. <laughs> I, By the way, hats off to all the moms because Mother's yeah. Day is coming here pretty soon. Yeah, next uh, week. We're, we're going to have a nice Mother's Day uh, message next week, but I uh, just wanted to uh, just give that message to my kids. No, I can't. I don't, I don't have kids, so. Yeah. yeah, to my future kids. Come on. Whenever you're watching speak this. Speak it. Speak it. What do you want to tell your kids right now? Speak it. We're going to go back to the archives. Jesus. All right. To my, oh, to my, to my, to my future kids, right? <laughs> Whether you're a girl or a boy. Girl or boy, right? Whether you're a girl or a boy. Do you have a preference? I want boys, man. Of course, naturally. They're so much easier to raise, in my mind. In my mind. I don't know. I could be wrong. Right? I feel like I'm going to be an extremely overprotective father from when it comes down to a, to a young lady. But I'm going to make sure that I, I step up to the, to, to, to the plate. But to my future kids, this is weird, but it's kind of nice. It kind of feels like therapy. To my future kids, I, wanna, I want you to know that I'm really trying my best right now to get out of the trauma that I experienced as a child. I'm doing my best to set the ground rules and lead with principle and values and morals. So that way, when it comes down to the day that I actually meet you, I encounter you, and I'm able to hold you and raise you and call you one of my own and see you grow. I'm really excited for the journey that we're going to experience. And for the moments that I slip up, I just hope that you have grace for me. And I hope that you are able to experience life through the lenses that we are able to provide to you from a very young age. And I'm excited to see you grow into the man or woman that you're going to become one day. Timestamp today, on, May baby. 4th. And may the 4th be with you at 105 p.m. Central Standard Time. Milton just spoke life into his future Come kids. On, I cannot wait to share that with the kids when they're old. I need a old. wife first. So whoever's out there watching, I need you. I need to procreate. Preferably. <laughs> no, all right. I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, Jordan. Jordan. I feel like Jordan's like my. He, he gets disappointed with some of my comments. He just not. He just shakes his head side to side. I'm sorry, Jordan. All right. Well, let me prepare you for parenting. Let's look at this article. Uh, Jordan, let's take a look at my screen real quick. Child care is so expensive that families are spending a quarter other income on it and, and by the way it is expensive to have kids yeah that's what we're talking about to begin with it is going to be expensive emotionally spiritually mentally and of course financially to have kids back in 1990 it stated that uh, to raise a kid from birth to 18 it was like 120 130,000 a year from birth to 18 today to raise a child from birth to 18 years old in, in this modern era 20 2022 and beyond is $233,000 per child in terms of daycare, food, expenses, activities, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, Milton, as you start seeing this type of stuff, you know, um, somebody asked me, Jordan, somebody asked me, you know, Matt, would you, would you wait uh, 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 later on in your life to, to have kids? Because it states in this article that child care costs are already prohibitively expensive for families, averaging around $10,600 per child. And more than a third of parents have seen their child care costs continue to rise over the past year. Among other parents who pay for child care, they spend about 26% of the household income mm. on this expense. So inflation's up. Yeah. Eggs are up. Food is up. Gas is up. Int uh, the Federal Reserve raised the interest rates yesterday by another quarter point. So things are going up. So if you just thought that making more money would be a luxury, guess what? It's not. It's if you want to improve the quality of your family, your life, and not have child care kick you in the ass, you got to have a side hustle. That's a big reason why we have the Millionaire Goals podcast is for you not to settle to what your friends and families are getting, getting you to think like. We want to expand your thought process and to start thinking bigger. Because imagine if you invest the next three, four, five years into thinking bigger, doing bigger, expecting yourself bigger. What type of quality of life can you provide for your children? And and uh, you, you were just mentioning to me, you know, what, what's going on with the kids in Chicago, your thoughts about the teenagers going on there and, and, uh, and, and the lack of guidance and leadership yeah. of uh, what, what they're experiencing right now. Yeah. What's, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, for, for my end, I, walking into this, man, I'd like to think that when it comes down to the kinds of childcare, uh, when I do have my first child, I like to think that financially I'm in a position where 
I've been able to buy back some of my time where I can actually have the freedom to be there for my child a lot more or mm -hmm. be able to give my future wife, uh, my future partner, the opportunity to stay at home if she'd like to. She doesn't mm -hmm. have to, but if she'd yeah. like to stay home and raise a family, I'd like to be able to be in that financial tier where it's an option and it's not a struggle or it's not a fear of mine of if she wants to stay home, how are we going to be able to raise a family and financially be okay? Yeah, it's uh, uh, if people aren't trusting the public school system today. Yeah, no. And so what they've been experiencing, we just talked about earlier in the show, uh, what a public school book looked like at, for a 10, 11 year old about, it's perfectly normal here, three different sex positions to be in, that's in a public school system. Yeah. You know, uh, if you don't like that, and some of you say, well Matt, will you just shield your kids from, from what the rest of the world is going to share with them? No, we're not shielding our kids, we're just finding an age appropriate time frame for them to be introduced by us as the leaders of the home, the parents as the leader of the home, not some school board, yeah. not some teachers who may not have the best interest. I gotta live with my kids for the rest of my life. You don't. You see them for X amount of hours per day. You see them X amount of hours per their, for, for X amount of years for their life. I gotta deal with this kid and their last name they're carrying is my last name, not your last name. So yeah, I have a say-so. And if you wanna have a say-so, you gotta put your kids in private school. Yeah. And if you don't like what the private schools are teaching, then you gotta homeschool them. Speaking of private school, let's look at this, uh, um, this next article, Citadel Boss, Kevin Griff, Ken Griffin donates $25 million to Success Academy uh, to help fund a planned expansion of the Success Academy's charter school network in New York City. Uh, this $25 million gift leads in a series of education-focused donations by Griffin and will aid Success Academy's goal of increasing its enrollment to 30,000 within the next five years. That would make a 50% increase from its current capacity of 20,000 students. Mm -hmm. Again, this is the reason why you get rich. There's a reason why you put your money on your side is to better the financial future of the kids. How many kids are you gonna be affected because this guy decided to make a decision to do something great to start thinking bigger, Jordan? And so, do you know, do you know where uh, uh, Ken Griffin used to run his business? He was the richest man in Chicago. Oh shit. Yeah, he was the richest man in Chicago. Citadel, ran it out of our great hometown. And guess what happened last year? Because he didn't feel safe. Thousands of his employees said a survey, Ken, CEO, we gotta do something about this. We don't feel safe coming to work. And guess what Ken Griffin did? Pulled out of Chicago and relocated to Miami mm. and bought some massive real estate in Miami. So what he did, he, he pulled 2,000 jobs from Chicago, invested in the real estate community in Miami, and uh, thanks to the great public policies of Chicago. And now, instead of donating his money, by the way, I'm kind of jealous here because he's instead of donating his money to kids in Chicago, he's donating his money to kids in New York. Yeah. I, of course, kids in New York deserve it. Yeah. But think about this. You lost your best guy. Chicago, you lost your number one income earner. Fox News, you just lost your number one guy. You fired your number one guy, and guess where they're going? And sometimes an L, a setback, is a comeback. How do you feel about this guy, brother? Uh, Ken Griffin, donating his type of money to success. Academy, an academy working to expand access to high-quality education for thousands of students across New York City. I feel like that's, that's, the, that's the whole purpose of what money is, man. It's not just, because at the end of the day, we, when we die, we die, and that's it. We're not taking any of it with us. We're not taking any watches with us, any vehicles with us, any luxuries with us. We're leaving it all here. And many people are on, on the search of leaving a legacy behind. And if you want to be able to leave a legacy, I think this is a great way to be able to make an impact, and not just short-term, but long-term. Because not only are you making a name for yourself, but you're allowing other people the opportunity and the platform to be able to have that, you know, have that stepping stone for them, and have them having that bridge from, you know, from where they're at right now to who could they, they could potentially be by, you know, creating the school systems and again making these things happen with the finances that you have. So I think it's a beautiful thing, man. That's it. And and by the way, back to relationships. So we're gonna go over this, and we're gonna go over Ed's slide, and we're gonna wrap up our our, our podcast this morning or this afternoon. Um, uh, this lady, for those of you looking for the right partner, is my my good friend, trainer co-host, road dog right here is looking for a good partner. Uh, this, lady, <laughs> this lady here said, I married a man with kids. Like for example, you potentially might marry, by the way, let me ask you this question. Would you potentially marry a woman with kids? Where I'm at right now in my, in my life at this very moment, no. Have I thought about it and have I considered it? Yes. Why? Have, why I've considered it? Not, 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 not marrying a woman with kids. At the very moment? Mm-hmm. I think it's, a, it's I think it's more of a selfish thing. I, I, I want. And that's fine. It's totally yeah, okay. I'm I'm a little bit selfish with the idea of being able to experience those three and four a.m. wake up calls with 
a woman that we just uh, from the baby that we just created together. I, I'm a little bit selfish on when uh, okay. being able to yeah. have the experience of seeing my wife give birth and both of us experiencing a newborn into our lives and freaking the fuck out. I mean, you can have that do. with a woman and kids. Well, some some of these women have kids who are between the ranges of five, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Well, have a have a kid with her. Have a kid. With, okay, she has a three year old, five year old, six year old. Have a kid with her. You can still have a three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. Wave could call. Correct. But for some reason, I don't know why. I feel like right now, if I were to try to make that decision, a part of me wouldn't want to go to that step. But then I've also, I've entertained the idea of it. You know, I've talked to women in the past who do have one or two kids. And, mm-hmm. like, and like, you know, Milton, I, I just don't feel that it's right if I were to have a kid in the next couple of years. Maybe in the next, you know, XYZ amount of time. But right now, I feel like if I were to have a kid with anyone, even if it's with you, I'd be robbing my current kids of the attention I could give them. Sure. And what about you dealing with the baby daddy of the kid that's not around, and I got to deal with that person, that man yeah. coming around the household and knocking on your door because he wants to see his kid? Well, I think even before stepping into that myself, I think I would mentally need to be able to prepare myself for the what-ifs and the shortcomings and the things Some I don't want variables. to experience. Some are Exactly. Yeah. And right now, I think, exactly, for example, that right now, I don't think I'd be able to – maybe, maybe it's an insecurity thing. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I, I don't think I'd be able to – uh, be aligned with having to encounter that man consistently right. each and every day, each and every weekend. No problem thinking that way. No. You know, I was e- I was it was easier for me to deal with a woman that had a kid because I had a kid. Mm. You know, now if I was single, not and the flip side for me is like, would I date a woman that doesn't have kids that want to come into my life? And of course, I'd ask myself, I don't know either, right? Because she doesn't understand the perspective I'm coming from. That hey, listen, girl, I can't take you on a date because I got to pick up my kids. Yeah. And then she can think, oh, you're not prioritizing me, blah 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 blah. By the way, she's right. Yeah. So I, I've got to make my initiative to the regard. By the way, I, I think in another podcast, we're going to get deeper into that topic. Um, but here's an article. Let's take a look at this, Jordan. I married a man with kids. Here's what I wish I had done before I said I do. Best part about getting involved in any relationship is managing expectations from the beginning. Let's take a look at what her, what her uh, dealio is. Make sure custody is legally documented. Woo-hoo-hoo! So therefore, good fences make good neighbors. Mm. You know when to drop them off. You know when to pick them up. You know exactly what the arrangement is, and there's no riffraffs. I 100% agree with this. Legally documented and enforced. I know the child support laws in my state. That's, that's correct. I wish I had known the child support laws were not as cut and dry. In some states, a spouse's income may be taken into consideration for determining child support, meaning that if this is not your kid, the, 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 the parent taking you to court can consider, for example, if you've got married Milton with mm-hmm. a person with kids, they can take your wife's income. Let's say you had a kid with somebody else and mm-hmm. you, you separated they can take your wife's income in consideration to paying child support. Like, wait, this is not my kid. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about I have to take income because it's a household income type of situation. Is that in every state? It, different states, different states uh, have, have different laws. Yeah. Great. No, man. So here, creating a blended family with my husband, I was unaware of any of this. I wish I had known upfront what to expect and the potential impact on our overall financial picture. Next one. I decided what my role would be as a stepmom. You know, I, I, I told my kids, and by, this is my mistake too as well, you know, where the kids started addressing, you know, Sheena by her first name. I said, no, girls, it's Mama Sheena. That was my mistake. Mama Sheena, Mama Sheena. Not Sheena. It's Mama Sheena, Miss Sheena. Respectful term because they're not equals. You know, you still got, you still got to respect. Uh, next one here. Uh, oh, that's, that's it. Um, but these, these, are, these are great. Three, these are three good get, uh, guidelines to make sure that you get these up front in, in conversation uh, when you're dealing with somebody with kids. Uh, uh, as I wrap up, I want to uh, share this series we got rele- being released this week with Ed Slot, known as America's IRA expert. And by the way, the reason why I bring up all these relationship advice, because sometimes IRAs and 401ks, if you marry the wrong person and they divorce you, guess what they can get? They can get half your retirement account. It's called a quadro, Q-D-R-O. Imagine having half your retirement account, half your pension gone because you married the wrong person and they have right now to your retirement account. Woo! Okay, but... Nonetheless, um, here is is a quick snippet from a series we got being released on a Seven Figure Squad YouTube channel with Ed Slat CPA, America's IRA expert from a recent event we had a couple months ago. Let's take a look at this. I'm a big believer, as you know, Roth IRAs, not for every client, but every client should have the conversation. You should have the conversation with every client to get into tax-free territory, to eliminate tax risk, and even the life insurance and the annuities to eliminate market risk. That's going to be a big problem. It seems to be a scam coming out all the time. You know, people want stability. They want trust. These things, especially life insurance, is something people can rely on. Uh, Life insurance tends to be unaffected. I think it's because a lot of Congress has that. You can rely on it. 
I did it myself. Do it for yourself too, because it makes, you can't even imagine the way you will change your demeanor, the, your approach, how you will be talking. That is so critical to get the trust and the believability, the credibility. It just comes across so different when you say, this is what I did for my own mother. This is what I did for my family. You gotta believe in what you sell and then the sky's the limit. That's it, that's Ed Slat. We had a round table discussion with him. Wall Street Journal called him the America's IRA expert. Uh, you want to talk about a guy that uh, has been done. And here's what I promise you, I told you at the beginning of the story, what he told me uh, backstage. He says, Matt, because I was discussing with Cor across this creek because I ran into him in 2008 when I first started speaking on stage on, on, uh, on personal finance. He says, Matt, if you do the same thing, over and over and over and over again. You remember we talked about mastering something for 20 mm -hmm. minutes a day for, for a year, you'd be in the top 95% of your, of your, of your genre, your class, mm -hmm. about that subject matter. Well, he said, Matt, if you do the same thing over and over and over and over again every day for the next 20 years, then you'll be an overnight success. <laughs> 20 years is an overnight success. The challenge we have today is get rich quick. I wanna get rich quick today. Boom, one year, two years, three years, I wanna, I wanna make it, I wanna make it. There's a lot of people in the, in, the, in the financial creator space, in our space, in personal finance space. This is, you know what? The average personal finance influencer has about five to seven year lifespan on YouTube. And then they're out. The enjoyment's out, blah, 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 blah. You know why? A lot of these guys are doing it for money. A lot of these guys are doing it for fame, fortune, recognition. You know what we're not doing it for? That. Uh, by the way, I heard you're uh, kind of a celebrity in the Frisco, uh, in the Frisco uh, gym. People came up to you and said, hey, excuse me, uh, are you this guy on, on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what happened? Tell us, tell us what happened there. It's actually happened a couple times. It, it, um, it happened at a grocery store, Sprouts and Carrollton, and it happened at Frisco where people just, you, you just get, glance at someone and they, you can see it from the peripherals that people are just staring at you, whatever. Uh, looking down, the zipper's good, I'm, I'm all right. Some guy comes up and like, hey, excuse me, sir. What's going on, man? Uh, is this you? <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, yeah, that's me. It's my, my guy, Matt. My man. Can we take a picture together? Nice. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, nice. I'm not used to that. I'm not, I'm not yeah. used to your, to, your, to, your, to your status where we're, we go to your big events and I'm out here you know, being top flight security for you when we go to the big <laughs> events. I'm not used to that. So yeah. it, it's nice. And then every now, yeah. once in a blue moon, whenever I'm driving, yeah. I have my, my, my handle, my Instagram handle, my truck. I'm like, hey, follow you, on, follow you on Instagram, man. I love I it. I watch your podcast with that guy. Uh, money smart guy. Yeah, I love it's it. a good time, bro. It's a good time. By the way, um, we've been at the gym a couple times. How many times have kids, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds? Kids. Come teenagers. Up, come up to us. Yeah. Recognize yeah, you get from YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm like, yeah. It's happened to you a lot. That's it. Well, just, I mean, just, been, I've been doing this for a minute. Yeah. But I'm glad it's happening to you, bro, because yeah. you, you have a voice, you have a demeanor, you have an example that the world needs to see. And so for the rest of you guys, I, uh, I want you to know, this is the Millionaire Goals podcast. It's going to be dedicated to help you thinking, strategizing, so therefore you become a first-generation cash flow millionaire. A lot of guys in our fold are improving their quality of life because they're thinking differently about money, they're acting differently about money, and the results they're creating are different than what they would have otherwise had and not followed this way of thinking. So that being said, please subscribe to YouTube channel, Millionaire Goals Podcast. Make sure you drop your comments below. What's your biggest takeaway? You agree with us? You don't agree with us? What would you like as a future topic? What are the future reaction videos you'd like for us to, to talk about and discuss here on the Millionaire Goals Podcast? So that being said, Milton, appreciate your time here. Episode uh, 18. 18, baby. Episode 19. We'll be back on Wednesdays because my surgeries are done. So I'll be back on Wednesdays, 12 o'clock, Central Standard Time, right here on the Millionaire Goals Podcast. And by the way, I think we're about uh, 46 away from 1,000 subscribers. 40. Are we 40, 40 away? 40 away. Praise the Lord. 40 away from 1,000 subscribers. We've been only doing this for less than three months. And this is all organic. No advertising. It's all by word of mouth, all by natural algorithm searches. So we appreciate for many of you who's out there. By the way, we want to give a quick shout out, some shout outs here in a, chat, in a live chat. Yeah. Who's, who's in our live chat, brother? The top three, uh, the top three faithful people that have been following us for, since, since the very since beginning. From day one. Miriam Rivera, Rick Rivera, and Cassie. Cassie, the, I love it. Yeah, there's more people watching, but the ones who are always engaging with us, those are the top three, man, since the beginning. Ricky Rivera and Miriam Rivera, yeah. no relation there. No, Rivera. Ricky Rivera actually flew out to Dallas this past Saturday. He's like, man, I want to hang out with you. I want to spend some time with you. But I've been working a lot, so I haven't yeah. really been able to see him. Yesterday was yeah. the first time I was able to see him. So tonight, Ricky, let's go get some barbecue, man. I think you'll enjoy some uh, Texas barbecue. Thanks for flying out here, man. Is in D-Town? Huh? Is in D-Town? Yeah, he's around. Nice. Okay, yeah, very cool. From Chicago. Maybe I might be free. We'll grab a cigar. Yeah, tonight. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Appreciate you guys. Love you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to our show. It's been an honor and pleasure. With that being said, continue to live smart. Continue to live smart. And be money smart today. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye, yep. bye-bye.